Hello and welcome to our podcast. I'm Rachel Cooper. And I'm Tilly DeGuia and together we have created the safest space on the internet. Unless you're a prick. Like some of our favourite creators on Reddit and Twitter, we will just talk at you and you can assume all of our opinions are gospel. We do and now so can you. So get ready to be indoctrinated by the Bible of Tilly and Rachel. We are two outspoken, beautiful young women trying to navigate our way through a world filled with men swinging their dicks around trying to prove who's a bigger bellend. The birth of the podcast is quite simple. We love the sound of our own voices and so assume everyone else will too. How couldn't they? We were inspired to create our lovely little podcast by the shenanigans that occur in our politics lessons. This week, we found ourselves fascinated by the culture born of the cryptocurrency phenomenon. Not only how the big men of business contribute to this, but how our classroom best friends, affectionately named the Bitcoin boys, think they know everything. So, for all of those people that don't want to listen to arrogant teenage boys try and explain the complex world of online investments, you can find solace with us, as we, Tilly and Rachel, explain it to you. Grab a cup of tea, get comfy, and join us for a chat on Bitcoin culture. Rather than explain to you exactly what all of the ins and outs of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is, we're just going to briefly touch on it before we get, get into what the culture of it is and how that is, you know, affecting society today. So I guess in the simplest of terms, Bitcoin is just an online currency. I mean, in the same way that you exist on social media, cryptocurrency is a currency that exists on the internet and isn't physical. But the difference between like online banking, so you know your Lloyds, your NatWest, is that cryptocurrency is decentralized and doesn't belong to a bank. And one of the big draws of it is that anyone can mine it, and a good deal of like earning it and um, making money off it is luck. I mean, similarly, you said earlier, similarly to America, anyone can get essentially get rich quick using it and um like the culture that has evolved out of the cryptocurrency and tech boom is like really taking over a lot of like particularly young masculine you know uh economically minded men's (laughs) like ideas about politics and economics yeah i think i would really agree i think there's this whole sort of um idea that like bitcoin is a great way to like like you said get rich quick and this whole sort of um this image of bitcoin where it's like you know anyone from anywhere can invest their money right in any cryptocurrency and become a millionaire overnight and i think with bitcoin the big issue is is that of course it's produced a lot of winners and it's it's made a lot of money for a lot of people but like anything bitcoin has its draws and it has its 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 losers in that situation Particularly that, you know, recently it relies so heavily on the like, you know, the leaders of these massive corporations. Like when Elon Musk tweeted about the fact that he um, that Tesla was no longer going to accept Bitcoin as a currency and the stock shares like the prices dropped instantly to below 25K and um, loads of people lost quite a lot of money. Like just in terms of like youth culture, I mean, I was on on instagram the other day and i'm just bait they um put out a meme about 
losing money because of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And all of these young people were commenting underneath it being like, oh, yeah, 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 that's why I'm never going to invest in Bitcoin. That's why I'm never going to invest in Bitcoin. And yet people like people do. And like even and Dogecoin that's just appeared. Oh, Dogecoin. And there's a what's the, the new cryptocurrency um, called? Fuck Elon. It falls of Bit- Bitcoin in terms of its environmental impact, in terms of uh, the fact that they're losing like it's basically gambling what do you think i think i think it's really important to try and engage younger generations particularly like millennials is a big focus at the moment in any form of economics that you can really i mean it's it's a very very difficult field to try and throw yourself into without like knowledge on it or or any experience with it that a lot of people don't have and i think a huge thing that Bitcoin has done is it's sort of like an enticed an entire generation of people through its like hilarity, like things like Dogecoin and Bitcoin and, and fuck Elon are, are funny. They, they can seem laughable. And I mean, whether that laughability is like um, encouraging people to try and engage with it or whether it's just poking fun at economics and maybe making people disengage with it. I, I'm, I don't think I could say very quickly, but like... So do you think that the fact that young people are like you know they're almost they're able to have to you know create this wealth around them do you think that that could lead to a more conservative view of money because it's this entire generation of young people that have you know earned money a very very specific way that could lead to a more conservative view on how to handle that money and how money should be earned and spent selfishly i guess I'm a bit biased, and uh, a conservative might not call it selfish, but, you know. I mean, I think I think a huge thing with Bitcoin that everyone forgets is it's sort of this, like, this this baby of the free market, to, to put it. Um, and I think encouraging people to make money in a way that's, I mean, almost completely deregulated is, is risky, because you, you open yourself up to a lot of, of very dangerous things that you don't, I think people don't quite have a scope on yet. And I mean, I think at its very nature, Bitcoin can be a force for good. I think it can mean that anyone can do anything and you don't have to have a, a wealthy family or wealthy background. You don't have to have gone to the best school in the world to understand what Bitcoin is and how you can profit off that. I think it definitely could have some sort of force for good if used correctly. That's quite a right wing idea that um (laughs) rachel cooper that is quite a right-wing idea in that anyone you create your own fortune you're in charge of that and you know the the money that you're making off bitcoin is is money that you know you're deciding your own wealth and hence leading back to a more conservative idea of money and so perhaps bitcoin isn't best needed now and could be in the future i don't know i i I mean are you planning on investing (laughs) (laughs) i myself do not think i will be investing in bitcoin anytime soon but i do find it very interesting how you're saying it is quite a sort of free market approach to take um and i i myself would not i wouldn't consider myself right-wing or free or pro-free market in, in the slightest. But I do think there definitely is an argument to be had about Bitcoin encouraging some form of of like anyone can do it mentality. 
And I, I, I don't know at what cost. I mean, to be fair, you have to ask yourself at some point, when are you willing <laughs> to sacrifice your environment and, and, I mean, your dignity, realistically, <laughs> to make a bit of cash? But yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Not even, not even cash. Virtual cash. Virtual cash. Completely, completely. I mean, personally, I will not be investing <laughs> purely because I don't have the money to be investing as a 17-year-old who <laughs> <laughs> babysits occasionally. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it seems like quite a nice, shiny idea. I do think, though, as with most shiny things, it comes at a cost. Um, and there have been claims that Bitcoin's environmental footprint, footprint, footprint has reached the annual equivalent to Argentina, which is shocking. Um, I think that as... And obviously as more people invest in Bitcoin and it gets bigger, the bigger the carbon footprint is because it takes these, these, these computers that are like mining Bitcoin they're running really, really fast. They're getting really, really hot. They require a huge amount of energy. And first of all, I think it's a bit rich of young people to invest in Bitcoin and then go, ooh, you want the planet? <laughs> um, that might be a bit mean, but like- I mean, I, I think to some extent I, I would agree with you. I think, yes, it's like new technology, which is uh, maybe long-term more efficient or, or more like forward thinking, but if, if it's coming at this this huge cost, it, it does need to be sort of think thought about. And, and regulated, I guess. I mean, not just with the environmental impact of the... It needs to be regulated. I personally think that... I personally disagree with the fact that it is completely decentralised and that it is effectively owned by whoever's richest and whoever has like the most money because they can drive shares up and down and it only really you know puts money in the pockets of those who already have it and so going back to what we said earlier about the fact that it can help people amass this wealth that they wouldn't have had anyway and they can like climb their way up the economic ladder i guess it doesn't really until you reach the inordinate wealthy like deep pockets of Mr. Musk and Mr. Zuckerberg and Bill Gates and people that already have a firm foothold in the tech world. Yeah, I mean, I, w I think I would completely agree. I think to some extent, yes, it can make some people some money. Um, but in order for it to be as as like broadly richening as it's as it's painted out to be, you have to have some kind of kickstart. And I mean, what you're talking about with deregulation, I think it does seem almost, I mean, in my opinion, wrong for this like huge, huge, huge um, entity of like people to be able to just not abide by anything really, or abide is probably the wrong word, just, just completely move away from this whole... From like the laws that are designed to regulate the amount of money that they earn anyway. I mean, Amazon, you know, they saw 44... According to the Guardian article that I read, they saw, like, 44 billion euros worth of sales in 2020 in the whole of Europe, and they paid absolutely no tax. And so for corporations that like that, that are big enough to be able to actually profit off Bitcoin, having another uh, outlet where that actually... Because it's unregulated, 
a lot of illegal dealings do go down on. That's quite worrying to me personally. I could have completely gone the wrong end of the stick with that one. But I don't like the idea that all of these rich men are running around effectively in their playground online, <laughs> spending loads of money, driving stock prices up and down and up and down, able to buy things with Bitcoin that no one needs to know about because their account, their like number, doesn't have to be told to anyone. Yeah, I mean, I think deregulation is 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 a very difficult argument to be had because obviously there are some sort of benefits to it that you could argue. Um, and, and yes, it might make people money and it might encourage economic activity and things like that, but it, it does come with a lot of risk. And I think in Bitcoin that works both individually. I mean, it's a risk reward kind of situation, but it also works on a really, really broad scale in that Bitcoin as a whole mass of people is, is, is risk, is risky. I mean, bringing it back down from the the mass of people and the broader scale. We mentioned earlier the Bitcoin boys, uh, lovingly named friends that we like to argue with, <laughs> basically. Um, and I, I, I think it's quite dangerous for young people to have this idea in their head that they are going to get really, really rich really, really quickly by investing in this, you know, kind of newfangled online thing and then they try to explain it to me like I don't really know what I'm talking <laughs> about and you know you kind of sit there and accept it and go okay cool you know do your thing if, th if that's what you're really interested in but it's the fact that it's not taught in school really I mean yeah that's a whole nother argument to be had as well it's like when when do these things become big enough for, for schools to take a stance or be able to take a stance I mean me personally I take economics A level and we spend quite a lot of time with people, you know, bringing up very silly questions or what I would call silly questions with a teacher. Like, oh, so did you see Bitcoin did this or Bitcoin did this? And I think at some point schools are going to have to encourage a stance. And unfortunately, I think that more likely than not will become very, very pro free market. And so quite pro these like Bitcoin or it might take a completely different one and, and be pro banks and be pro regulation. But either way. Um, I think at some point schools have to like step in and encourage some kind of like clear thinking. I mean, I was having a conversation with someone uh, out and around, you know, I'm not going to say who. I think that <laughs> I could get sued. Not that I have any money for them to sue me from. Oh, I could invest in Bitcoin and then I might. <laughs> um, I was having a conversation with someone and they were like talking about Bitcoin and how it's like the currency for the young. Like, it's, you know, jokey, people are able to not take it as seriously, and it's online in the same way that we've, you know, we're called iGen, we've grown up on the internet with social media literally all around us, and we all have this massive online presence, and so I guess it is the currency of the young. I don't know how comfortable with that I am, and I don't know how long that will last, but end of the day, maybe that is what it is. I mean, yeah, I think that sort of whole like idea of the currency of the young is difficult because realistically how how much can a, a 17 year old or, or 16 year old boy or, or girl for that matter know a enough about how bitcoin works and how risk works and how any of that works 
how can they know that well enough to be an active part in that whole community? So, this is why we decided to talk it out on our on our little our humble little podcast. Our humble podcast. Um, if you are interested in maybe learning more about Bitcoin and pi- cryptocurrency in general, uh, here are some articles, books, outlets that we think are really trustworthy and able to explain it well. Okay, so I actually would recommend a CBBC article on Bitcoin. It explains it really, really well. Um, and it's really simple to understand and doesn't use lots of like massive words if you're looking for something that just covers the basics. Um, there's also a really good Financial Times article that was published recently, actually, called Too Good to Miss or a Bubble Ready to Burst. It's about Bitcoin. And then the final thing that I would recommend is a fairly, you know, non-biased book called The Basics of Bitcoins and Blockchains, an introduction to cryptocurrencies and the technology that powers them by Anthony Lewis. It's had excellent reviews and seems like it is really good for understanding Bitcoin, both the pros and the cons. I would start by recommending an article in The Guardian called, which was published this February, called Electricity Needed to Mine Bitcoin is More Than Used by Entire Countries. I would also recommend a piece in cnbc.com called Why Are People So Obsessed with Bitcoin? The Psychology of Crypto Explained. Um, And I would also recommend... Yeah, I would also recommend this article in Investopedia called Bitcoin Has a Regulation Problem, which was published this April. Now, remember, if you take a look at any of the books podcasts, articles we look at, make sure that you just don't buy them from Amazon. (laughs) Please please do not. And also take everything with a grain of salt because uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in general are such difficult, complex issues to to sort of talk about. And I mean, we've tried our best, Mm -hmm. but I think to some extent they need to be thought about a lot. Right, congratulations if you have made it this far, listening to us ramble on about Bitcoin for what seems like forever. Uh, Thank you, first of all. Um, We're really proud of ourselves, and even if this only ends up staying in my bedroom on this (laughs) laptop, uh, I'm very proud that we made our little pipe dream, dreamt up in politics when we got cross at everyone, come vaguely true. Um, So, we hope you learnt a lot, or if you didn't, we hope that you attempted to learn a lot. Or had a little bit of fun at least. And remember guys, you can come back here every Sunday night to hear us talk about something equally as interesting on The Bible of Tilly and Rachel. Now we're going to love you and we're going to leave you. Peace and love. And remember, what would Tilly and Rachel do?